0: Consider owning a Cruise Planners American Express travel franchise. A low cost, turnkey opportunity. Cruise Planners provides everything you need to grow your business right from the start. No experience is necessary. Visit cruiseplannersfranchise.com.
1: Okay, stand by.
0: Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check us out online at cruiseradio.net. On this show, luxury travel specialist Simon Duvall is here giving us a full review of Norwegian Epic. But first, Stuart, you're on the cruise guys here. Hello, Stuart. Hey,
2: Matt. Hey,
0: Doug. Hey, man. We're just days away from Norwegian Breakaway sailing her first cruise. Is this ship going to have all the features that Norwegian Epic has? Well,
2: she's going to have some of the same things, but a lot of different things. I mean, she will have the Haven, which is that really nice uh, suite complex. But really, everything about the ship is refinement. It's about new, new opportunities, new options. They're going to have. Uh, they're not going to have the Blue Man Group. Uh, they're not going to have those wavy cabins. Um, they're going to have um, you know the a uh, uh, likeness of uh, Rock of Ages, the uh, the Broadway show. I mean, they're going to have the. Burn the floor uh, for dancing and Cirque Dreams and dinner, but mm-hmm. this is going to be a jungle fantasy. They will have Howl at the Moon. Mm-hmm. They will have Second City, which are both on Epic, very popular. Um, hmm. But they will have a jazz club called Fat Cats, and yeah, you know, they'll have a lot of really interesting things. They'll have the Bliss Ultra Lounge, which uh, was found on on Epic, Malting's Beer and Whiskey Bar, Bar Twenty One. I mean, so they're, they're going to have a lot of really neat things, though the water slides. Are back in a, uh, a really uh, fun way. You know, they'll have they're going to have like a splash academy. You know, for the kids, they'll have an aqua park for the kids. But then there's the big aqua park for everyone. The pools, the sports complex. So basically, them. everything plus more. Exactly. All right, and, uh, it's going to be a great ship. Princess
3: Cruises' upcoming Royal Princess is right around the corner too. Correct.
2: Yeah, Breakaway's first sailing is that transatlantic April 30th uh, from uh, Southampton to New York. And then we're going to have, um, with Royal Princess, uh, June uh, 16th is going to be her inaugural uh, sailing. And uh, she's going to be based in Europe for the summer before making her way to Florida.
3: And she'll be, uh, what, Fort Lauderdale in october
2: so Fort Lauderdale. Yeah.
0: Cool. We touched on this last week briefly, but uh, Carnival Cruise Lines announced their $300 million program. What's this for?
2: Well, what they're going to be doing is they're going to be essentially upgrading their fleet and, you know, operating these redundancies across its entire 24-ship fleet. But uh, what's also even bigger is they're actually going to be taking a lot of these plans and going fleet-wide across the corporation, which includes Holland America, Princess, uh, Kennard, and Seaborn, to utilize the what they've learned on with Carnival and, and utilize that across the 101 ships that uh, Carnival Corporation currently owns uh, and operates, but uh, I mean, it's going to have. They're going to have increased emergency generator power, which, uh, in the event of a loss, will be able to power a great deal more uh, of the ship. And uh, you know, they'll be able to power, provide power to 100% of the staterooms and you know, bathrooms and elevators in the unlikely event that uh, you know there is a loss of the main power system. But uh, they they want to, besides protecting and preserving life, they want to do everything humanly possible to essentially enhance the experience and minimize the inconvenience and uncomfortable, uncomfortableness that passengers experienced previously.
3: So hopefully it'll keep Carnival out of the news. Yeah, please. Uh, last week, a Tampa cruise ship terminal was evacuated. What was all this about?
2: Well, there was a suspicious package near uh, Royal Caribbean's uh, Jewel of the Seas. Um, a canine uh, uh, dog, you know, dog um, alerted its handler and a second canine was brought in and was alerted to the same uh, item. So essentially they um, you know, came in, uh, removed uh, some people, uh, and essentially the, uh, they cleared the area about 3.30, and uh, the ship um, exp- uh, w- uh, essentially departed a couple of hours late. No big deal.
0: All right. What's the progress on Carnival Sunshine? Is things still on track for her June debut?
2: Yeah, she's uh, she's they're rocking and rolling. I mean, we're seeing all kinds of uh, new videos. They're done with the demolition and they're now on the rebuild. Actually, they're they're pretty far along on the rebuild, and many of these um, safety up these uh, system upgrades that uh, Carnival announced are going to be implemented on Carnival Sunshine. Uh, and the good news is that won't delay its uh, debut in Europe this summer. Uh, more than what already has, so uh, she's still on track for her may five uh up you know uh, debut which is uh, coming right along and uh, you know I think it's going to make uh, a big difference for passengers
3: windstar cruises recently revealed new details about their upcoming acquisition of seaborne's ships uh what's the latest news on that
2: windstar essentially announced uh, a new name for their first uh, Seabourn ship as you recall they uh, Se- windstar is going to be purchasing the three uh, original um, seaborne ships. Mm-hmm. Uh, seaborne Pride will be the first one and will be coming to Windstar May 2014 and will become, uh, be transformed from the Seaborne Pride to the Star Pride. And the sailings for this ship are going to be going on sale on May 14th. So uh what happens to Seaborn Legend and Seaborn Spirit? Well, mm-hmm. I'd say the odds are that we're going to see Star Legend and Star Spirit in the near future as far as uh names of these new ships that will be coming. Uh Seaborn Legend uh will uh take uh, be taken uh will join the fleet in April of 2015 and then Seaborn Spirit in May of 2015. And uh, there you have it. The three ships will then be uh, completely integrated into the Windstar fleet. And what's nice is you'll have your, your choice for to either go and have a wind or motor-driven yachts. So uh, some exciting stuff for them.
3: Sir, sure, we have a question from Twitter. What's your top tip on saving money while booking your cruise?
2: Well, I, Doug, I'd say if the first thing that I would always tell people is to research online, but don't book online because you're never sure you're going to get the best deal. And you know, then, of course, that part lays into number two, and that is to contact a cruise specialist who can really help you uh, ensure that you're getting the right ship, the right cabin, at the right price. There you go. Thank
0: you, Stuart.
2: All right, guys. Cruise Radio News, now trending at cruiseradio.net. Everybody has a story. Joe Wilder's story was of a busy
3: medical professional putting in 80 hours a week at a stressful job before deciding to trade it in for a fun-filled life of travel.
1: With my love of travel and and my,
0: my love to plan my friends' travel, I looked at all the different companies that are out there. Cruise planners could not have been a better, better choice for me. Of course, all
3: cruise planners' travel advisors have something in common. They all decided to choose a different path. Follow their passion and write their own story. What's your story? To find out about turning your love of travel into a fun, flexible, home-based career, visit CruisePlannersFranchise.com or call 888-582-2150. Learn more about the franchise that's been voted number one in travel by Entrepreneur Magazine for
2: 10 years in a row.
0: For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. tripinsurance.com
2: you're listening to cruise radio the fastest growing cruise talk radio show in the in the in the nation
3: joining us now is the co-host of cruise chad and a luxury cruise specialist simon duval simon welcome back to cruise radio my friend
1: hey great to be here
3: so Simon, I understand you just returned from a seven-night Caribbean sailing aboard the Norwegian Epic from Port Miami.
1: I did. It was a wonderful cruise. Wonderful. It sounds
3: like it. You know, we did the inaugural on that in July of 2010, and I got to say, it, it's a entertainment mecca of sorts. So I want to get your take on it. You left out of Port Miami, and how was embarkation there?
1: Very smooth. Got there about 12.30. Uh, short wait to check in. Uh, once I was uh, checked in, went up, got right uh, right on board the ship. State room was ready, smooth and painless.
3: Okay, cool. So you get your picture taken, you go through embarkation, and you get on the ship. What was your first impression of all the public areas on there?
1: The public areas are beautiful. I knew it was a nice ship. I've seen pictures. I just It was nicer than I was expecting. It was well laid out, the decor is tasteful, some of the earlier NCL ships, the color schemes can be a little garish, not saying ugly, just a little garish, mm-hmm. but the epic, it's tasteful, it's subdued, it's uh, its a beautiful ship.
3: So you walk through the ship, you head to your stateroom, first off, what kind of stateroom did you have?
1: I had a new wave balcony on deck 11, mid-ship.
3: Nice, and what did you think of it?
1: I'll say it was a little bit small for a balcony. Uh, This is the split bathroom design that I'm sure people have heard about where uh, the commode and the shower are on separate sides of the stateroom with no formal actual bathroom area yeah what
3: is your thoughts on that because i'll tell you about whenever we were on the inaugural we took a video of it and it got like 40,000 views on youtube and people were not liking it at all i didn't mind it matt didn't like it what did you think
1: i was sailing alone so it really wasn't bad for me it really didn't have an impact for me if i was traveling with a spouse or girlfriend it probably would have been fine too but two buddies traveling together that's really not enough privacy for you know two dudes traveling traveling alone it, that curtain that you know, separates that area from the rest of the room right. it just isn't it isn't enough but that said it's um, an innovative shift they you know broke the mold in many many respects and took some chances i think most of them worked out that's one that probably you know didn't as much but i respect them taking chances and trying to improve things.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You said the, the room wasn't that big, but how was the balcony space?
1: balcony was large, actually. It's larger than um, my balcony on, I think, probably most other ships I've been on.
3: So you put all your stuff up. You go and, of course, find the food, as we all do. There's plenty. of. There's like, what, 18 dining options on this 21. ship? 21. 21 dining options on this ship. Um, what was your favorite venue, and what did you think of the food selection overall?
1: Overall, it was a good selection. Of course, plenty of food. Everything I had was good. Uh, As far as favorite spot, I'm going to be a little nontraditional and say O'Shehan's Pub and Grill, the little casual 24-hour dining option. I ate breakfast there just about every day. Mm-hmm. Had uh, lunch there or dinner there a couple of times. Just dropped in for a quick snack. It was good service. The food came quick. It was just—it's right there in deck six, in the middle of everything. It was a good, good option. I tried one of the specialty restaurants, Teppanyaki. Had dinner there and lunch, both excellent meals. A lot of fun seeing them cook that food in front of you, and you know it's fresh. It just came off the grill.
3: I got to say, both excellent choices. I actually did. Uh, oh, she hands to sober up late at night, and I also did. And I also did the Teppanyaki restaurant one night, which was amazing. I put it up to a land based Benny any day of the week. Um, what absolutely, did you
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, in the
3: main dining room. How was the food in there?
1: It was good. Not a huge menu as some ships have, but it was all very good food. It was. Stuff that they, you know, that they're going to hit out of the park and make it a, make it a good meal. Where rather than having twenty or thirty entrees on the menu, where some of them don't measure up, it was all good, good food. And again, plenty, plenty of it.
3: Did you do room service at all? Oh yes. What'd you think?
1: Not as extensive a menu as on some ships, but the food was good. It did take a little long to come sometimes. Sometimes forty-five minutes or an hour, which is a long time to wait when you're hungry. But I was just getting a snack, so it was. You know, it was
3: fine. Yeah, and plus, with over 20 restaurants on board and uh, 4,100 passengers, you can't expect really speedy service, anyways. This ship is an entertainment mecca with the ice bar at sea. It has the Blue Man Group, the Cirque shows. What did you think of the entertainment? Did anything really stick out to you?
1: All of it stood out. I didn't do the ice bar, but I did Blue Man Group, Legends in Concert. Cirque Dreams and Dinner, the Murder Mystery, Lunch, Second City, Howl at the Moon, and wow. all of it was amazing. Every single piece of entertainment I saw on the ship was amazing. Um, wow. Standout, I mean, Cirque Dreams and Dinner, I mean, you're eating dinner and there's a circus show happening literally five feet from, you You know, where you're eating, it's a, it's incredible
3: i got a kick out of the cirque dream show because it was uh it was pretty choppy the night we were on there and the night it was our turn to sit and watch it and i don't see how those guys in rough seas and girls um do that balancing act with the ship actually swaying it was it's an art
1: It, it is and we we that's one thing we had smooth seas pretty much the whole trip i mean there was hardly any motion
3: and i understand this ship along with other norwegian cruise line ships they have bowling alleys at sea
1: That's true. The Norwegian Epic actually has six lanes of bowling. Wow. I know. It's incredible. Three lanes in the Oceans Pub and Grill and three lanes in the Bliss Ultra Lounge. I didn't bowl myself, but I was sitting in Oceans watching some of the folks bowl, and it looks like so much fun. And we had smooth seas. But there was no ball movement at all. It just did what it was supposed to do, went right down the lane, knocked the pins down. Amazing.
3: Yeah, and I understand uh, there's a small surcharge on bowling. I didn't ask you this, though. Is there a surcharge for the Blue Man Group?
1: No, there's not. Oh, wow. Not for for Blue Man Group. There is for Cirque Dinner and Dreams, either $29 or $39, depending on your seat location. That's per person.
3: Now, with the Blue Man Group and there being 4,100 passengers on board, did you have to make advanced reservations for it?
1: Yes. For most of the entertainment, you do have to make advanced reservations. It could be done before your cruise online. Or once you're on board at the box office or um, through the ITV, interactive TV in your stateroom, they're free. You know, Blue Men Group, Second City, Legends in Concert, the reservations are free. But you do need them to get in and see the show. Otherwise, it's just stand by 10 minutes before showtime. And that's always risky. So you want reservations.
3: Did you find any areas of mass congestion on the ship where during the day it was just total gridlock?
1: No, not really. I mean, the pool deck was always crowded on the sea days, but that's the same as any ship. Sure. Um, I mean, coming out of shows, you know, we're, we're a little bottleneck. The lobbies, there's three theaters that um, mm-hmm. let out in the same time in the one lobby area on deck 6. So, you know, that could be a little congested. But again, that's the same as any ship. So what
3: ports did you hit on this seven-night Eastern Caribbean itinerary aboard Norwegian Epic, and which one was your favorite?
1: We had three ports, St. Martin, St. Thomas, and a half day in Nassau. Mm-hmm. I had been to St. Martin and Nassau before St. Thomas was a new one for me. I think my favorite port was St. Martin. I'd been there just a couple months ago, and I absolutely love Airport Beach on St. Martin. Okay,
3: it- so kind of paint that picture of Airport Beach, because I get excited talking about Airport Beach, because it was freaking unreal.
1: It was. It was. A beach that's situated at the end of the International Airport runway, and they direct all the incoming departures, come in, fly over the beach, and land at the airport. And the, the wheels of the jets are literally 30 or 40 feet above your heads when they come in and, and land. It's, it's the most unreal experience.
3: And plus my favorite part of the whole Airport Beach there is the Sunset Bar and Grill. You can actually sit at a bar with Wi-Fi and watch these planes land from like 100 feet away.
1: Yeah, it's it's great. It's truly a one of a kind place. You got this be- beautiful you've got the beautiful turquoise waters, bay sands, there's a cliff with a hotel on it in the background. It's a beautiful place and you got these 747s just coming in right over your head like no place else in the world. I think you have a video up of that on cruise cruiseradio.net, don't yeah, you?
3: Yeah, and I'll link to it. You can find it in the show notes. So your cruise wraps up. You're back in Miami. And how was disembarkation with 4,100 passengers?
1: Again, very smooth. Norwegian does a freestyle disembarkation where you can pretty much pick your own color tag. Uh, pick your own group. What time you want to get off? So there's no, you know, you're not randomly assigned a gray tag. You have to be off the ship at nine fifteen. If you want to be in the first group off at seven fifteen, go for it. If you want to stay on till ten, just pick the white tag and you're good to, good to go. It was very smooth. I mean, there was a slight delay at the gangway and a slight delay in customs in the terminal, but it was by far smooth.
3: Answer this question for me, Simon. The Norwegian Epic is for you if.
1: You love entertainment and a resort experience where you can do what you want when you want to do it. Did you find a lot of families on there?
3: Yes. And I guess we should also say that this ship does split itineraries. It does half a year in Miami, which I believe the winter months, right? And yep. then half the year in the summer in Barcelona. Correct. Here we go. According to Wikipedia, it says in 2013 and 14, the Norwegian Epic winters in Miami, sailing seven-day Caribbean cruises. October through April and then the summers in Europe sailing two to seven day itineraries from April to October.
1: There you go.
3: And the internet doesn't lie so it's all true. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Everything you read on Wikipedia is true. Absolutely.
3: (laughs) He is the co-host of Cruise Chat and a luxury cruise specialist Simon Duvall. As always my friend look forward to seeing you soon and thanks for being on Cruise
0: Radio.
1: Thanks, guys. Appreciate
0: it. All right, that's going to do it. Don't forget, we have an app. Take Cruise Radio with you wherever you go. Simply search Cruise Radio Live in your smartphone app store.
3: And don't forget to subscribe to our cruise updates at cruiseradio.net. Just put your email address in the box in the
0: upper right-hand corner. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. For advertising opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.